Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Daddy Daughter Dishes. I feel like I should say point two because we were talking up a storm and realized we were not recording. So we're going <laughs> to... That takes that takes me back already to the... the was it the last episode that we... No. The one before that, when you talking about, hold on, where my, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, here it is. You making fun of me, and now we talk for five whole minutes, and Kiera hadn't pushed the record button. I said, you know what? I, I was looking at the time, and I was like, oh, we say record. We lost the whole. We, we lost the whole segment because she didn't push record. <laughs> hey, you know, but it's okay because we gonna talk about it again. Cause you got a little more energy now, so we gonna we gonna pop in. But first, Uh-oh. let me introduce the podcast. Let you me introduce put it on me, huh? No, I'm gonna lead you into it like I did last time. You know, I got you. I'm gonna leave you out to dry. So, welcome to Daddy Daughter Dishes. If you are new here, I am the daughter Kiera. He is the dad BJ, and BJ. on this pot, yeah, BJ. And on this podcast, we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk love. We talk growth journeys. We talk pretty much everything that you can think of we kind of go off the dome and we just we have a good time over here and so what is there an echo i'm is there echo uh, it's okay it's okay okay <laughs> okay so woof. this is episode four you guys very excited for this um so dad how you doing yes, today? You just, I interrupted your, um, your session. How was that? It was good. I had a good therapy session. Um, unloaded some stuff that has taken place over the last two weeks. Um, got some direction on some other things. It was, a, I'm feeling really good. Feeling a little light, like some stuff been lifted off my chest. Feeling encouraged about some moves I need to make going forward. So yeah, I'm in a good space. I'm a little, I'm a little upset, not upset, but I'm a little disturbed right now because these people at work come out, come to work, be ready for, for some possible storm work in the morning. Cause we got some weather coming in. So I'm, um, I have, I got plans this weekend. My uncles have, my cousin is throwing my uncle. Um, actually he's the patriarch of the Nelson family right now, Uncle Earl. And uh, she's throwing him a birthday party Saturday. And I got plans to go up there and uh, see him and see them. So, yeah, I was excited about that. But if this weather gets too crazy, I may not get to go. So we going to just wait and see and play it out from there. But other than that, I'm feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I see. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well I thanks for asking about me hold on now slow down I slow you hold your mule now hold your mule how are you feeling I know yesterday we were supposed to record but you sent me a text message saying that you weren't feeling the best and you were kind of sporadic in your feelings you really couldn't pinpoint what was going on but you knew there were several things going on so how are you doing today? Um, today was a good day. Um, in, right, in words of Ice Cube, today was a good day. Um, 
Yesterday was rough, though. I don't know why or what was the cause. Um, like, I think my body's a little tired because the upcoming time change. But it's just, uh, it was just like all my switches wasn't on yesterday. Like, I went through work kind of like in what I would call zombie mode. Um, left work. If you would have asked me to recall what I did at work, probably couldn't tell you. Mm, and then when I got tough. home, I just, yeah, I just felt depleted. And I sent you that text. Hated to send that text because I was definitely looking forward to recording. Um, and then, like, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Like, I cried. And CJ was asking me, like, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, I don't even know what to talk about. Like, I'm just feeling emotions right now. And I know I have all this stuff going on and I feel like all of that is piling on top of each other. And then it was this one thing that just pushed me over the edge. My freaking computer had crashed and I was oh, like, you know what? I'm just, I'm tired of it. And I was crying and then I couldn't figure out what was crying. So I was crying some more. And it was just a lot. And I didn't want to come on this podcast, on this good energy, good vibe podcast with them bad vibes because that's not. That's not me. Well, so. I'm, I'm sure that our fans, our loyal listeners. Yo, don't say fans. I don't like that word. I'm sure that our loyal listeners Supporting. and supporters would under, would have understood and do understand. And I'm sure they appreciate you not bringing less than the energy that they deserve. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Because I feed off of you. So if you bring in low energy, then we screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but you, like you said you said you was feeling some type of way when I sent you that text, though. Man, Help look. Get it together. That's, you was going to go one. daddy mode on me. Huh? You was going to go daddy mode on me? Like, you better suck it up and put your headphones on. No, no, no. I, I wasn't going to do that because, you know, when you... When my babies ain't feeling right, you know, that affects me. So I I don't like the fact, I don't like it when you're not well, you or Mari, when y'all tell me y'all not feeling well and not doing well, that, that affects me. But the on top of that, you know, I enjoy doing this podcast. Like, I, I really enjoy it. So when, after we record one, um, every part of my next day is thinking about the next one. So it's a whole buildup. And when yesterday, I man, before you sent that text, I was so excited. I was ready to get on here and, and just, you know, talk like we do, do our thing. And when you sent that text, boy, it's like, if I was a balloon, I would have like, I Oh, you yeah, look like a little just, boy waiting for his daddy come pick him up, take him to the fair, and he'll never show up. Yeah. Then my daddy picking me up this weekend. Yeah, his dad said I can't make it. I nah, can't he ain't even it. say he ain't nah, even he say nothing. It. He ain't even say nothing. The daddy just didn't <laughs> he's show just up. Swimming a little late. Yeah. Just, he, it's nighttime. He's not it's coming. Whole, it's tomorrow, and the little boy's oh. still out. Polo fell. Polo tink tink. Polo tink tink. Well, we are here now, and we are ready to have a yet another amazing fun exciting show but we did want to kind of you know we talked and we was like you know we we've been digging a little too hard lately we're a little deep in the hole we got a little too deep the past few episodes they've been a little bit heavy you would say 
Um, so, you know, we want to go on a more lighter note. Last episode, we talked a lot. That's yeah, we talked a lot. We did. We ended it talking about some good old sports. Well, we ended it actually talking about cars. But before that, we ended it talking about the Super Bowl and the black history and all that good stuff. And I know you thought that it would be pretty cool to have a conversation kind of centered around our, you called it what, sports and educational academic achievements or something. Just kind of like our journeys. Like I I was an athlete and you are a self-proclaimed nerd. So I just kind (laughs) of, just just kind of wanted to touch on some stuff, some of our experiences, some of our accolades, so to speak, some of our accomplishments, some just, you know, share some of that stuff with the people and uh, maybe get a good laugh or two, find out some interesting stuff. Uh, As we tend to do on this podcast. Yes. And yeah, did did we want to talk about some like reviews from the last that we've gotten since the last? Did you want me to touch on those now? Or I can touch on them. Uh, you got some reviews? I don't. I mean, I can do some paraphrasing about a couple. You, you could share some, and then I'll share some at the end. Okay. We gonna do it at the end. You could do yours now if you want. Oh no! I was okay. Well, I know we got. I saw. I saw. Um, Mr. Mac. You call him Mr. Mac. I saw him over the weekend last weekend and I told him about the podcast and he was like you know Matt King God damn it be Drake what <laughs> he said what he said what is it what is it called I said daddy daughter dishes on he said where can I find it and I said on YouTube Matt he uh and he went like he went right I don't know if he went right in the house but I mean it wasn't like two days later he sent us a nice little message on on um on the YouTube he put a comment out there uh, saying that you know he loved it, and he learned a little something about the uh, Black History fact that I presented, and uh, he really enjoyed it. Said he was gonna be tuning in as as we go forward. Yep, he said I enjoyed you all. I laughed on some of the comments, and I must say I gained some knowledge. I had no idea a black person contributed to the refrigerated trailers. I now also know who CJ is, which is hilarious because he was at the engagement barbecue. I will be checking in from time to time. Good luck, father and daughter. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Mac, man. You know, Mr. Mac has been a staple in my life for, man, I, a long time. Because I know um, he was a he was a foreman down at Burkhart Phone, which was a factory down in Cairo when I was growing up. And dad, far used to drive semis down there, which like, growing up, you had people that lived where we lived. You either worked at Procter and Gamble in Cape, or you worked at Burkhart Phone in in Cairo before it closed, and um, those were the two, pretty much two of the main employers for people that grew up in our area where I grew up. So, shout out to Mac. It was always good seeing Mac. I love talking with Mac every time I see him. Me too. He's been he's been a staple in my life too, like a one of like the six degree of separation staples, cause. He just always bring good vibes anytime he come around and hearing him talk like you just impersonated him. That was pretty spot on. <laughs> very, very supportive too. He supports. Super supportive. And he has a great daughter of his own. Shout out to Cricket. Shout out to Cricket. She's Cricket amazing as well. That was the Maryland 
the crew that I spoke of a couple when I said we were coast to coast when I limited us to borders. That was the Maryland crew. You know, funny side story. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I told you this, but did you know that her husband sold my friend's house? Yeah. Don't you remember you sent me a picture of his picture on the the real estate sign in front of the house? And I sent it to Cricket. And I was like, "Look what Kiara just sent me," and she was like, "Well, I'll be damned!" Like he was, it was, it was wild, just out the. Blue. It was so weird because I'm looking and I'm like, I know this man's, this name sounds familiar. I know his face. I was like, "Wait a minute, Cricket, this your husband?" I'm like, "This is such a small world. That's crazy." Yeah. I was like, "Man, you'll never believe this," but that man, I know him. <laughs> but yeah. Shout out to Mr. Mac and all his supportive family. And he brings all the good vibes. Um, always leaves us with that good, warm feeling. And it was a little, I ain't gonna lie, I got a little emotional reading it. Just because, in in a sense, it was kind of like an extension of what I thought maybe Fari would say mm. about the podcast. Yeah. And so it was cool to just hear, to see his comment. And I just kind of connected. I was like, Fari would probably have said something like that. He would end it with like, love Fari. Like, yeah. didn't know it was him commenting. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but that just really reminded, that, that tugged on a heartstring a little. So I was like, I was like, oh, Mr. Mac, thank yeah. you. Like, you know, some people's words just mean a lot. Hey, they carry he, a lot of weight. He is definitely one of those people. I had much, yeah. much respect for Mac over the years. Like, he, man, that's that's been a good dude. Yes, but we are now about to talk some good old sports. Well, I had the idea to talk about sports in education because, you know, I was an athlete. And, you know, you you um, was predominant in in education, like you was a learner, you played some sports. Hey, now I was an athlete too. I'm saying you played some sports. You did some volleyball. You did upwards basketball. I did a lot of basketball. You ain't doing now. Lot. Was I good at it? You ain't do a lot of basketball. I was on the team. What and then team? I was a cheerleader. Century. Care when you was on Century basketball team. I played middle school basketball. Britt Miller was my coach. I don't remember that. That's a daggum shame, too. Why I don't remember that? I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's when I was like, uh, no, when you was in, when you was in upwards, when you was in upwards, you was a baller. I remember taking you when we was living in Metropolis. We was on that court. Basketball court and not letting me leave until I made a freaking basket. You but can't leave the court on the bench. Put, Put your hand in a cookie jar. In a cookie jar, baby. Put your hand in a cookie jar. You know, I and still do that. I'm like, cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's a, that was it. That, that could have been a scene in a movie right there. Like, that was our, if I would have made it to the WNBA and I had like a biography or a biopic written about me, that would be like one of the scenes. That one. I'm sick of this. You'd be like, can you great? <laughs> Do you, you want to be great? You know what I say. What do I say? Don't leave on a mission. Well, don't do it. Okay. 
And then fast forward 30 years, I'm in the MWNBA. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> you, you just took that way too far. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying that was a very stable moment in my, you, in my and, memory. And, you know, I, I never wanted to be that psycho dad, even though I probably had the potential to be the psycho dad in the stands or on the sidelines, just just harping me mugging my kid from the side, just you know I'm fucking up when you get to the house. You you miss a, you missed a free throw like like I mean I've seen some of them psycho dads in our little area and it's like what is wrong? I've seen a guy I saw a guy he used to sit on the bleachers and he would hit his the the top row of the bleachers and it had like the brick wall. <laughs> I seen him do, he used to hit his head on the damn wall when his son would be out there fucking up. And yeah. Y'all better watch. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was traumatic to even see. But the reason I wanted to talk about sports is to try to lighten things up just like we have been doing, like laughing a little bit, talk about some experiences and what motivated us as individuals and things that we were good at. Um, for those who don't know, I did play. I went, uh, I was pretty good in Almost high school. went to the NBA. No, I almost went to no NBA. No. That's what everybody I, say. You know that, though. Never. You could have been playing for the for. <laughs> You know, and I tell people this all the time, like you hear the guys that make it to the league, they say this is a dream come true. And I always say, I always look back and I'll be like, that was never a dream of mine to make it to the NBA. It was never a dream. And thinking of looking back, it's probably why I didn't make it. Like I, my goal, I remember in high school, I remember sitting on the couch, talking to a girl on the phone. And she was talking some weird shit, talking about the life together. And I'm like, dude, I'm in high school. Like, I ain't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus on basketball because I want to go to college. Not and my parents, and I knew my parents could not pay for me to go to college. Pause. What did you thought I was? What did you think I was gonna say? You said, say it. I don't know what you said. I'm trying to focus, but you held the. And I was like, damn, you gonna say that on the podcast? You thought I was trying, you thought I was saying I was trying. I thought you were trying, yeah. Oh my God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Kiara. Aren't y'all act shocked? Y'all act shocked. I am shocked and appalled. The first few episodes of Daddy Daughter National. I am shocked Anyway, parents couldn't pay, so you had to My parents would not be able to finance me to go to college. So I had, in order for me to go, I had to figure out a way to get there. And I made up my mind that basketball was going to pay for my education. And that's what I decided to uh, partake in in order to do so. So I was pretty good in high school. Uh, I could jump. I had some exciting moments in high school. May end up making what the, I think I got honorable mention all state. But the year that I, my senior year, man, Southern Illinois was loaded with talent. Like, we had some hoopers from Darren Brown and Meridian. You had Tyro Nesby, who went to the NBA. He was in down in Cairo. 
you had Donald Davis, Marcus Pruitt, Dorian Triplett, and Billy Ross, all that Egyptian. Them are some um, names right there. That sounds like some 90s basketball. Hey, I'm talking about, and then at, at my school alone, you had me, you had Pud, you had Rodney, you had Deshaun Harris. We had, I mean, any one of those guys could have, I mean, Deshaun went to play uh, D1 basketball. Pud went on to play. Uh, we played at JUCO a year after high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, Rodney took the baseball. That was his sport. Yep. But we had a, like we had a loaded team. If our junior high, like in junior high, when we played, uh, uh, God rest his soul, Bob Murley was our coach. And in two years, I think we lost two games. And one of those games was in the state tournament. I think we walked, we lost our first game of our seventh grade year. And we didn't lose another game until we got to the state tournament of our eighth grade year. So we went. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we ended up getting third in state in junior high. And I said to this day, if Coach Murley had followed us to high school, we would have brought Century a state championship. Uh, that's how that's how that's how good we could have been. Uh, but we had a we had a yeah the 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 state tournament. We got third in middle school. Actually, got third place in state in baseball and basketball in junior high school. Yeah. Oh, y'all was just racking them up. Yeah, we have some. Y'all said what sport? Football. We don't have that, but we nah, got everything man. else. <laughs> we didn't have football. I fought. I tried to. Um, Coach Woods down in Cairo. Shout out to Coach Woods. Boy, he used to be on me. Like, boy, I need to get you out there on that football field. And uh, I wanted to play too. I actually tried to get, um, get it arranged for me to go down there because they had a couple kids from Meridian that got to go play football at Carroll at the mm-hmm. time because Carroll was the only school that had a team. But uh, they wouldn't do it for the kids at Century. I don't know why, but it didn't happen. Um, what else? At baseball, basketball. Um, and Well, you oh, mentioned everybody else went to college for those sports. Who You went to college for those sports. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, um, it's hard. Man, you know I don't be liking talking about myself, so it's well, let me weird. kick it off. Let me kick it off, y'all. So, uh, don't remember how old I was. I want to say I was about ninth, tenth grade. Like I was thinking about college, but college wasn't really at the top of mind. And so one day, my daddy puts me in the truck, and we drive down to UT Martin, which is where you went to school. Um, and we, you was showing me around campus. They was doing like some construction work. He was like, yeah, this used to be that. And this used to, you know, what you do when you go visit a college campus. So we go to Wendy's and we're in Wendy's and this guy comes up and he's like, are you BJ Nelson? (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. And he, I used to watch you play ball. I loved you. Blah, blah, blah. You used to play with so-and-so and so-and-so. And And I'm just sitting here like, we're in the middle of nowhere. And this man just walked up to my dad and asked him his correct name. And then he left. And I was like, oh, you almost famous. And And you know what? I I said that on the other episode that my business manager at my union hall gave me that name. And that was so incorrect. My daughter gave me that name, almost famous. My business manager... He hyped it up because he that's what he used to call me when he see me at when I got into the apprenticeship. He's like, 
that's almost famous right there. Almost famous. I'm like, because I had it on my voicemail greeting on my yep. phone. And it was your signature for a while. I think I had said it as your sing. You know, if people had cool signatures, I think yeah. that yours is almost famous with the at sign and an exclamation point and an M and a zero and a dollar sign. And I, I remember, like, walking when we was living in Metropolis, I remember on several occasions walking through the mall and people coming up to me and say, recognizing me, and you would all you would say it then, "Daddy, almost famous." I'm famous. Like, and then when you went to you went to Carbondale for something, and you was getting you was getting some food in the cafeteria, and one of the cafeteria workers was like, "You B.J. Nelson daughter, ain't you?" <laughs> yeah, that was weird, and you you know I forgot about that until you said it, but that's still weird to me. People. Every you BJ N- or it's either you BJ Nelson or you and you Kennedy Nelsons. Oh, well, you got yeah. you got the features. Can't yeah. get by that. I- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from day one. Just the cheese, but yeah, dude, you was almost famous. What what led you to be so recognizable? Were you you were you did you take your talents from middle school all the way through college? <laughs> No, we was like I said, we were pretty good. I was pretty good. Let people people say I was pretty good. Uh, ended up you after high school good. playing junior college basketball at Shawnee Community College, and we had a we. It was like Coach Bicey, Jim Bicey, who coached there at the time. He actually coached my brothers there. They went to the uh, national championship tournament in eighty eight eighty nine, I think. Cause your uncle Bob and uncle Dave both was on that team. Oh uh, wow! I played hooky from school to go to Saginaw, Michigan, to watch them play. Yeah, that was. Fun. Hey, did you did you really live in Southern Illinois if you ain't skip school to go to a regional state or something? Yeah, or hunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, you get the for that now. They they do. Yeah, you get an old day. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, and so Jim Bicey, he like took it upon himself to recruit local talent. So he ended up getting me and me and Pud went to Shawnee from from Century, um, Dorian, Donald Davis, and Marcus Pruitt came from Egyptian, and we had our own little like dream team. And then we had a couple guys from Bernie, Missouri, a set of twins, Shane and Sean Green. Boy, when I tell you, them two boys was some gym rats and could shoot that ball like Steph Curry shoot it today. I remember this is how crazy Coach Bicey was. Coach Bicey told us that we before the season started, he said we need to get tougher. Like, what do you mean, Coach? We already tough. No, you yeah, guys need to get tougher. He he packed us up on the practice bus on this van. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't even know we was gonna go play some basketball. This man takes us to the medium security prison. In Vienna for basketball what practice, <laughs> he said we needed to get. He said we needed to get tougher, so he took us to the prison. He took he us to the prison. Convicted felons. And hey, hey, hey! I tell you, we get in that place. Them, you had, you know, you had them. Some dudes was hollering fresh meat. And you know they testing our pimping. So you know we in there, we young, we like shit. We here to hoop y'all and be on that other mess. I mean, we wasn't like that, but we was like we was scared, but we was scared together. And uh, nah, y'all I think that I think that built some camaraderie with us. But when I yeah. tell you, 
when that game, when that little makeshift game started, them prisoners had a dude on, I never seen a shootout like this in real life. So you had Sean Green. It was Sean or Shane. I think it was Sean. Sean was a, he was, that boy could shoot. And this dude from the prison, I don't know his name, but them dudes was going back Mate and Mate number 727340. <laughs> I don't know what his, his number was, but that man could play some basketball. I know, I think Sean might have had about 48 points at the end of that scrimmage. And I know dude probably had about 60 because he was the only person on their team scoring. And yeah, that was a that was a scrimmage to be remembered. Uh, how I wonder how that process works. So you just pull up to the prison and say, nah. hey, I got some weak people back here. Nah. You know somebody in the prison who says, oh, they here to visit. And then they say, go hoop. That's no, Jim Bicey. You gotta understand, Jim Bicey was a coaching legend in Southern Illinois. The oh, gym, that's probably an honor. The gym in at Meridian High School, I think, is named after him because he coached down there for a shit forever before he retired and then started coaching at Shawnee years later. So he, I mean, he is a he is a legend. He is a basketball a legit legend. So I'm sure he knew. I'm sure that we wasn't the first team he took to that prison to practice. Uncle Bob and them went up there. I think they might have gotten into a fight. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to have to check that with him. I think they went up there and almost got into a scuffle because they had some, and look, that team Uncle Bob had, they had some dogs on that team, boy. And I don't mean they had some boys on that team that might have should have been in the prison. (laughs) They all play fair. But they had had some hoopers. Them boys were some hoopers. And they, you know, they, they went all the way to the national uh, tournament in June and for for their class in junior college, they have some good players on their team. Uh, we have some good guys. We had a couple guys from Missouri, Al Jefferson. Uh, shoot, a couple other guys from Kentucky. We have some pretty good guys on our team too, but we didn't quite make it that far uh, in JUCO. So after one year in junior college basketball, I decided to I pulled a LeBron. After one year, I decided to take my talents. <laughs> Taking my talents to UT Martin. To the University of Tennessee at Martin. And the crazy part about that is, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the process. I didn't know the recruiting process or none of that stuff. Oh. So I, I went in and talked to Coach Bicey. I said, man, I said, these people. Now, mind you, remember what my whole goal was. My whole goal was to get a free education. So, mm-hmm. The UT Martin was on me hard. They was like, hey, you, um, we got you for a ride. You come down here, you go to school. And I, my, nobody in my family knows this process. So who am I going to go to? I'm going to go talk to my coach. I go talk to coach. And I'm like, coach, I need your help. He's like, what's going on, Nelson? I said, I said, Martin, uh, they they gave me an offer. They want me to come down there and play ball. First thing I'm like, you ain't going to win. Go down there, you ain't gonna win. I'm like, coach, I need, I need your help. I need your guidance, man. My dad, my parents don't know nothing about this stuff. I said, I help me out, man. Give me some guidance. All I can tell you, all I can tell you is you ain't gonna win. Go down there, Nelson. You ain't gonna win. I was so pissed off. I that's, and I tell, I told my teammates this because they didn't know that I went and talked to coach two years later. I just left. 
I said, fuck it. I was mad at coach. I said, I'm not playing for this bass no more. And I left. I went to Martin and I didn't, I really didn't tell my teammates. They, they did not really know until the next school season started. And they was like, where BJ at? And I was like, shit. Yeah, Martin. And Martin, getting his <laughs> and, education paid for. And I, uh, I also did it for another reason. My cousin Pud, Gator Jones, is what I call him because I called him Pud on the last episode when he chewed my ass. He said, "Boy, he's man, I ain't heard you call me Pud in years. My name Gator, Gator Jones. Jones. <laughs> so Gator Jones. Gator Jones. He uh. Oh, your finger, you make a noise with your finger. I think. Yeah. That's nice. Joe. I get that from Joe Madison. That's going to be hard to edit out. I'm you ain't got to edit it out. Why are you interrupting my story, man? Because it's, it's distracting. So if it's oh. distracting me, I know it's distracting the listeners. It's not. I'm, they are in. They are compelled to listen to this story because I'm talking about Gator know. Jones right now. Anyway. Okay. Talk about Gator Jones. Gator Jones was probably the most talented basketball player in Southern Illinois. And that's saying a lot and during our time because, like I just told you, we had a guy who was a year, maybe two years, Tyrone. I think he might have been a year younger than us. He went to the NBA. He ended up going to U. He went to Vincennes, and then he went to, I think he went to Louisville first, then Vincennes, made his way to UNLV, and then the NBA. I think that was his path. I may be wrong. Somebody can correct me, but it, at the end of the day, he made it to the NBA, and we played against him, went heads up. I remember a game in high school. Tyrone had 30 points, 20 rebounds, like six dunks. I had 26 points, 15 rebounds, and five dunks. Like, we had some battles mm. on the court. So I went heads up with him. But Pud, Gator Jones, had Gator some Jones. games when he played JV ball where he was scoring 40 points, breaking presses. He was a one-man pr uh, press-breaking machine. He was he was the ambidextrous. He could do things with the ball. He could control his body in midair. I say that to say this. Another reason I decided to leave Shawnee was to make more room for him to get more playing time. In my head, that's what I was doing. Getting out of the way for him so he could shine. And I don't know what what them boys did. I know they ended up doing pretty good after I left, but when I went to Martin, I kind of just shied away from all of that. Did he know that that's one of the reasons that you left? I think we talked about it, but I don't, he probably don't remember the conversation. That's pretty, that's a pretty humble move. But you know what? Pause on my life for a second. Let's talk about Kiera and her journey up to a certain point. Athlete, athletic journey? Athletic, Nick. educational. You was a beta club fucking legend in century. Look, look, let me tell y'all. Successes, athlete, I don't know if this counts, but me and mommy was talking about this earlier. I used to do dance, mm -hmm. and I was in jazz, ballet, and tap. And I used to have all my little programs, and I used to be looking fly, and if I could find some pictures, I had this cute leotard. The and black it, one. It had the red one. The right red one with the gold. And I had the black one with the sparkles. It was like a bell bottoms. So that was really fun. Daddy had been saying, you know, you know, you know, when when your family does something routinely, everybody expects the next to do it. So everybody, you go that Nelson, that she gonna play, <laughs> she 
don't play basketball. I was like, I don't want no. to. I don't want to, but I think I go, I'm going to have to for a year or so. I'm going to have to show daddy I really don't want to do this. And so I I was on the team. It wasn't good. Didn't, I mean, I was, I wasn't not good, but I wasn't, I didn't care enough. You didn't even and try. So, yeah. So when I did try, it was cool, but I was like, I don't really want to do this and I'm not having fun. So I'm not going to force myself to be a carry on a Nelson name, quote unquote. And, so, and, and what, what, pause? What did what did I used to always tell you? I I never tried to. I used to tell you if you're gonna play, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to teach you everything I know. But if you decide you don't want to play, then I, I'm not gonna push you because that's I think that's the yeah. worst thing a lot of parents do with their children is push them into sports, and the kid really ain't feeling playing that sport. I mean, what's the especially what's when the they're projecting projecting some sort of success like I was I almost went to the NBA so you need to right. play extra hard so you could go like that just your kid is not an extension of you I've seen like, I've seen person. so many kids um in that situation they they absolutely hate the sport that they're playing and you see the parents in the stands they got their little notebooks keeping track of mm-hmm. stats and stuff for their kid I'm like what are you doing like you're not even, you can't like, even enjoy they not your even child. Had fun. Yeah. It, your you child is miserable. Yeah. It was terrible. And you think it up a Facebook post to make about them tonight. That's yeah, and you know, and back in my day, they ain't, wasn't even no Facebook around. They just out there yeah. and then calling in the stat to the local newspaper. I was going to say, they like going to send it to Monday's Pub. Monday's, uh, what's the name of the newspaper? Monday's Pub. Monday's Pub. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I was not the best at sports. I did play volleyball in high school, which was very, I love volleyball so much. Um, I wasn't super good at it. I wasn't super bad at it. I led, I was a team captain. I kept that energy. Um, but then I kind of dealt with, I don't even know if you would call it a sickness. Like I used to have these episodes Man. where I would have these terrible migraines and I could hear lights buzzing. So anytime we went to play, like I would just, I don't know. Like it was like I would come out of my body and my body would have an episode and I'm like, I hate doing this every game, but I love to I wanna play and I just can't and I've it's really frustrating. Yeah. Was- I know a few times yeah, a few times I know we ended up going to like the 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 hospital because like Jim's like Egyptian mm-hmm. and um I wanna say Cobden, like they used to have these certain lights and those lights I just knew. If I had if I had even the smallest headache that day, I knew that it was not gonna be a good day. And sure enough, I would end up seeing stars and then next thing I know my head feels like it's about to explode. Anyway, all that to say, even though I did enjoy volleyball, I don't feel like I got like, you know, the fullest experience given that our program was pretty we were relatively new. Uh yeah. we were still learning a lot and I when we did have the opportunity to improve, we did go to camps and stuff. So I had a good time and I was able to see the progress of putting in hard work to a sport, which it did teach me a little bit of, you know, that dedication and that drive, you know, not giving up just after one game. We might have lost a few, but we did actually, um, we won regionals. Y'all were regionals a couple times, didn't y'all? Yeah, we beat Egyptian. I I scored the game winning point. I remember that. Uh, I I had tipped the ball over Keila, <laughs> tipped it right over her, and and, it, and we won. And we then we got 
smack this stage, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, her um, job. Century was Century was outclassed in in volleyball. Century is actually outclassed in a bunch of sports because they do some weird stuff down there as far as coaching and yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's always been weird. weird, especially when you got coaches' sons and relatives on. Anyways. On the team. Anyways. It just gets real Anyways. Weird. Yeah. I'm just does, saying. It just gets that real nepotism, weird. That nepotism uh, can sabotage a whole team. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not the rag on. That's the way they do things down there. Hey, no, it's I'm true. Funny. I mean, if you know, if you're listening, you know. You know. You probably know. So, look, once we this once I realized that sports was not my field, I shifted my focus. And I went more towards the educational. Can group. I get a pause? You could get a pause. Let's get a pause. I want to go back and talk about those um, episodes you used to have and how they used to affect your family. Those were some of the scariest situations uh, to have experienced, to be in the stands and you, you see a kid out there, you know, doing her best, trying to keep some good energy trying to stay focused and all of a sudden you just she's crying and you can't there's nothing you can do except go down there and grab her ask her what's wrong she just in so much pain and it, you just feel helpless as a parent because there's nothing you can do to help your child that's one of the most i know it used to drive your mama crazy she's oh i used to hate it for her she used I used to, to hate it for her. Cause she was. I was like, can you not even come? And she would, she we would go. I remember the Cobden game. Hopped in, hopped in the car, drove me to um, uh, hospital, urgent care, whatever. But I was like, this is so just debilitated. Like I just, it was I. Ugh. So that like, as far as your mom, um, the things with you being born with that hole in your heart. You know, she was a little more over, she was overprotective. And being her firstborn, so, you know, naturally she's overprotective. But when you had that hole in your heart and then you grow up, you get past that and then you start playing sports. Even when you was playing t-ball, you know, we always had that thing about, you know, if she got that, she, you know, she got that heart condition. It could come back at any time or whatever. So your, mom, so your mom couldn't really hardly, she would enjoy the games, but in the back of her head, she was always thinking about, you know, my baby might fall out or something might happen to her. So she was always at high, on high alert at all times. And I know at them volleyball games, a lot of times I was somewhere away working. And so I didn't, I didn't always get to make a lot of them, but she was there and she would, if something went down, but she would call me and, be messed up about it because like like I say feeling helpless and I know that just that just did something to her but she was she was always there your number one fan yes she was she was I'm I'm gonna come to this game because you know they lights is funny she hated that's one thing she hated being at school all day and then having to go to a game go to the game (laughs) she she pissed (laughs) you want me to go you gonna be mad if I don't go Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, you t- you obviously don't want to go, so I'm going to go, okay? <laughs> she was going to go the whole time. She was going to go the whole time. Yeah, we was going to go the whole time. 
But uh, you paused on that. Did you have anything else to add? No, I just wanted to touch on that and how, you know, I know there's oh, other, I parents, to rush past it. <laughs> other parents, uh, other parents know that feeling. And that's, that's just a rough feeling to be in a position where your child is suffering and there's nothing you can do. You feel, you just feel helpless and you, you just, sometimes you just freak out. You just be like, man, just chalk it up. You pray about it and hope to get better. Cause it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a tough, it's just a tough feeling. Yeah. It's cause it's like, we can't control anything and nobody's giving us a clear diagnosis. So we just. Oh, I remember. You know what? That takes me back. I was working up here. I'm in Evansville, Indiana now. And I was working working with a different contractor, Hinkles, up here at the time. And something had happened with you. You had a blood vessel bust in your eye or something. You was bleeding out the eye. Oh, when my eye was bleeding. Oh, man. Your mama called me and was like, you're bleeding out the eye. We going to the hospital. I, I was in the, I think I might have been in the air work and I boomed that truck down. I said, I got to go. They was like, where you going? I was like, my daughter bleeding out the eye. I don't know what the hell going on, but I got to get to Illinois right now. <laughs> man, that, let me, we, so man, we was, she had just got the Taurus, the new yeah, car. Black Taurus. We had dropped Mari off at, uh, at wherever, shiny daycare, whatever. And, I was sitting in a car and I had felt this weird feeling in my nose. So I was like, oh, I might have like a booger or something. So I just did a little flick and I felt something like pop. It didn't feel, I was like, oh, something's wrong. And instantly blood shooting out in mommy's new car. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, like it's, it's just coming out. Like I, I, I don't have, I don't get nose weeds. So I don't even know what to do. And she like, Oh, hold on a second. So we pull up to the school. She, the car is new and it's got like the little auto lock feature. So she don't know how to work it yet. So she gets out, leaves the car on, leaves the doors open, runs around to my side to get me out. And then it goes to the nurse. And that's when we saw my eyes, the blood had, you know, ear, nose and throat. The, uh, oh wait, no. Anyways, the blood had somehow got into my eye. And so it looked like I was bleeding out the eyes, literally. And the nurse was like, oh, that's not good. You should probably take it to the hospital. So we get back in the already running car that mommy didn't turn off. And Uncle Bob, he had had his motorcycle accident. So Oh, yeah, he had his turkey wing going on. Yeah, he was like, uh, I'll ride with you. And he took forever. I'm glad I wasn't bleeding out because this man took about 30 minutes to get ready. You know, he ain't no time for nothing. Nothing. And... And my mom, mom was sitting there like, Bob, come on. So she puts her hazards on. She tells him, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. I'm like, I'm not sleeping, but okay. Like, <laughs> and then we get there and they like, oh, you did so-and-so. We're going to cauterize it. So they burned something. And I was like, this, what? Can I just have a normal experience, please? Hey, that, <laughs> it's funny. This is another tangent. <laughs> Hey, that's what we're here for. Uh, take me back to when we was living in Metropolis. I had that white Cadillac. <laughs> I just got my brand new jogging suit, and it was cute. And we got a black track because... No, that morning, I guess she yeah. ate what you Mommy had a bad... Honey Mommy had Cheerios. a bad habit. We ain't going to talk about bad... your mama bad habits. We're not okay, going to talk so, about your mama bad habits. But we are going to talk about what caused this situation. 
she would say something would be say past date and she'd be like oh it's just a day or two you'll be good so the milk was a day or two past due and i had my cereal or whatever put on my cute little jogging suit i think it was the black and blue one we, we ride we in Cadillac. We in the Cadillac. We clean. You in the we back went seat. To, look, we went to Shoe Carnival. We went to Shoe I, Carnival. I wasn't feeling good at Shoe Carnival. I tried to you. I tried to up chuck in the bathroom at Shoe Carnival. Nothing came around. I was like, okay. So we get in the car, and I'm like, man, I really don't feel good. We had the stoplight. What did you say? What did you say? You said if you feel like you gonna throw up, let me know, and I'll stop. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna <laughs> Man, when I tell you, you had stuff uh, over that car. I was like, oh my, and that stuff reeked. And was apologizing. I'm sorry. I threw up on my new clothes and in the car. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. That was a time right there. That was a oh. time. I hope my kids don't ever have to have this experience. Oh, yeah. Child. They going to have it. I ain't going to know how to handle it. I'll be like, what are you doing? Can you come sit down? You might own the first child. The second child, it won't be that way. Ooh, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that's the tell way. Me, tell me when you stop. So I, can... oh, no, I, <laughs> I had just got the car washed. You know, we was riding clean. We had that. We had the XM satellite radio yeah. adapter thing hooked up to the yeah. factory. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, definitely a man. back in the day moment there. Oh, yes, gosh. That just brought back hella memories. Oh, that is hilarious. But So what did I tend it off? What was you talking about? I don't even remember. I think I was <laughs> I was shifting my focus, though. Oh. I shifted my focus we might from need sports. To, from sports, yeah. You started on the academics. Yep, I ain't gonna get too deep, but uh, basically, I was I was a nerd. I was um, definitely one of those like you know, it was only twenty seven kids in our class, but I had twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Only twenty six came to graduation. Um, it's crazy. Then CJ had like over a thousand kids in his class, and I was yeah, like, it, it, we grew up in rural Southern Illinois. It just you know, population yeah. seven hundred. That, that's what the sign say. I think it used to say, but. I was like, it's 27 kids in our class, but I want to be number one when we graduate. So that was my goal for freshman year. I was like, I'm going to be valedictorian. Long story, not so long. Uh, I had a very mean math teacher who did not want to teach me math, and he gave me a B. And so that knocked me out of my valedictorian run. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a nine, it was an 89.4. Like and I was like, if you just move it to five, it'll round to 90. And I, could, But he was like, no, you don't deserve it. And I was like, all right, I got something for you. He told you that? He was like, you should work for it. I was like, you didn't even teach, so mm-hmm. I don't even know why we're here. But anyways, I was in Beta Club, which was a community service uh, national organization, which I was- Did you hold any offices in that particular I, organization? Hold your, hold your mule, hold your mule. So let me list them. I was president of my Beta Club chapter I was, I ran for Illinois state secretary and I won. I had a, a state farm themed commercial. It was like a good beta. Kiara is there. <laughs> and then somebody was uh, Jake from state farm, but they was Kiara from beta club. Um, and then 
I ran at the national level, lost because Illinois does didn't carry that much weight at national beta club conventions as other schools. Um, and just so happened while I was there, I met CJ. <laughs> Okay. That's like my big look. That's my biggest beta club accomplishment. You found you found your husband at your beta club. Found my husband. So the national conference is that the one we came to in Greensboro when you gave that speech and Mari? No. So that was that was was junior beta. It was Greensboro, yeah. But that was junior beta because I was also junior beta secretary and I ran for junior beta office in Greensboro, which we kind of referenced, I think, in a previous episode. Yeah, man, I it was only like four of us that ended up going from our chat from our club, which was hilarious. So there was three people in my skit, and it was how sweet it would be to vote for Kiki, (laughs) (laughs) and they was dressed like cupcakes, and it was so cute. And I lost. My speech was great, but my I lost. Speech, and though, my... with Mark, boy, you gave that speech. I think you had people crying. I don't know what exactly what you said, but I know. I don't even remember the speech. Mari was a baby. Mari was like, if they don't vote for my sister, I'm going to be They bad. stupid. <laughs> they stupid. And <laughs> man, was she hot when I did not win. Oh, she was she... ready to. Everybody that don't vote for my sister is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's okay. I really didn't want to be in. I just want to come out here and have a good time. She, she cried more me. And I'm like, I, shoot, I'm relieved I didn't win. I don't want them to do She was hot, boy. She Everybody was in here who didn't vote for my sister, you're stupid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's my rider right there. I got my. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I lost two times. But I don't care because I got a really... Beta Club was like one of the best things to happen to me, and not just because I met CJ, but it was really, um, it was really like a a catalyst in my journey to want to be like a leader, not be a leader in a sense, but have leadership Ships, quality, you know, have leadership quality, yeah, and just be a good person in general. Because like we used to do things like go bingo with the uh, people in assisted living, yeah. Like our community was small, but the things that we did really made a big impact. Like I would have my regulars who I would go see at bingo, and they and I remember one passed away, and I was that was that hurt me. I was like. Where's she at? And they was like, oh, she's she not here no more. To the upper room. Oh, I can't come back to these no more because I get attached too quick. <laughs> but yeah, just just all the volunteer work and knowing the impact that we had on the community. Like that's just seeing that it, one small action from me could help make somebody's day a little better. Like that definitely pushed me to be like, okay, this this area is, is, I'm bigger, I'm, I need to go, I need to get out of here, because I need to do something somewhere bigger, and that's yeah. kind of what drove me to want to go to school, um, to look at schools, you know, out of state and very far away, like, I was like, I don't want to be a, a hop, skip, and drive away yeah. from y'all, <laughs> like, I don't want no pop-ups, so I'm gonna go as far away as I want, as I can, and everybody's like, Nobody ever leaves Southern Illinois and don't come back. I was like, watch me. Yeah, and I, I remember them days. And I used to be like, uh-uh, what, what do you want to do? You used to, you used to tell me, Daddy, I'm, I'm going away. And I want to go to HBCU. I've been to the PWI through all my life. I want to go to HBCU. I said, hey, well, let's figure it out. Whatever you want, that's what we're going to do. And uh, yep. we started out at Howard. Got my arm, man. I, I remember we we went to we went to NCAT because that was your first choice. Yep, I remember that. That was I not and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna talk about this because I, I I still feel some type of way about this. You went you wanted to go to NCAT, 
You did everything. You got accepted. Oh, I got a little money on the table, too. Not a lot. I got a little money. And then you applied to Howard. And Howard was uh, give you a little more money. And, in theory, in but theory, in practice, it was not. It now, I do the bad. what it was cracked up to be. No. But it's to, a scam, y'all. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, I, I felt like I kind of pushed you to Howard. Oh, you definitely did. But not, not, it wasn't in a, that push as like a negative connotation. Well, that's how, that's how I take it. It's like I pushed you there. Why, because of my experience that I had? No, just because you're, the whole thing, like you're, it wasn't your first choice. I mean, it was a choice though. Like I was upset at the time, but it wasn't like, because Honestly, like when we got the scholarship notification, first of all, um, I was going to A&T until Howard sent that scholarship. Like I had committed to A&T and literally right. like April 4th, it was like right after commitment day or whatever. And I was, I was, I remember it because I was in Ms. Holzhauser's computer lab and I saw the email pop up that was like, congratulations. And I was like, what is this? So I opened it and it was like, you received this scholarship, which it had a num a dollar amount on it, which I think was like you get like a thirty thousand dollars scholarship um per year. And we like, oh, like thirty thousand dollars, like that's paying for school. You like when we when I was so mad when I got that email, I almost didn't tell anybody, but they had a, they had emailed mommy too, because I was like, Hey, y'all make me go to Howard. But <laughs> We got I got the scholarship and uh you know I ended up going and I had a I had a really good time but I was like this school is not for me like I I gave it a shot and I was I think that was one of the first things I ever quote unquote gave up on and I don't you think I was you didn't give up on it you you just shifted you shifted I shifted yeah. yeah but that was like I was like all right these I I made it two years but I don't think I could do another year it's just not it's not it's it just I feel out of so out of place here and I I was like DC everything here is just not for me so you know I went back to where home is went to good old North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University Aggie Pride and uh enjoyed my last two years there where I graduated magna cum laude um ran my own business off to college uh what else did I do I've done a lot I got intern of the year national intern of the year um, I interned in Los Angeles, California, my summer, my freshman year, which is, I think back on that, y'all, that was not a good parenting, uh, decision to let me go. Why not? Why you, why do you say such thing? Okay. I'll, I'll say that it was not, um, you know how now we do a lot of like research and discovery before we make decisions. But then it was just kind of like, oh, you got an internship in LA. And I was like, yeah, I'm going. And then y'all was like, bet. Like nobody, nobody even was like, LA is kind of far. Everybody was like, yes, go fly, go be great. And then I get to LA and I'm subleasing this apartment for $900. And I'm only making $500 a month in my internship. And I'm like, oh, the math isn't math. And then I gotta be here for two more months. Then my roommates, I'm pretty sure they was doing cocaine every night. I just stayed in my room. I, just, I was like. <laughs> the, the things I found out years later. I, 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 
I maybe not. I think I caught somebody else, but yeah, you probably caught was getting like really the guy. He would, it, I know it was cocaine. I saw the white stuff on the table, and he would be just at night just hitting the walls and stuff. Oh yeah, and I was like, shit. I said that. I said he come in here. I got something for him, <laughs> and I had a I had a metal like pipe thing. I forgot where I got it from, but I had it, and I was like, if he come in here. But he never, he never disturbed me, but he did keep a dirty-ass kitchen, and that was disgusting. I never, I barely ate while I was in L.A. All that to say, yeah, I don't think that anybody did any uh, good research before you let me go. Well, hey, I'm going to tell you what, I'm, what, what, what I'm going to tell you what my stance was. I was just excited. You was telling me how you was going to L.A. to do an internship, just like you said. It's like. I was getting whatever information I got, I got it from you. So whatever you told me, it was like, you know me, I'm like, hey, I'm the wind beneath your wings. Let's go make it happen if that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, let's do it. And I had the greatest time. Like, it was, I say that it wasn't the best parent to the decision just because nobody was, like, doubtful, except maybe Grandma Janice, who yeah, would probably be like, don't get kidnapped. <laughs> Everybody else was like, go be free. And I went out there and I had to learn how to get use the bus system. Mm -hmm. I had to learn all this stuff. But, you know, me being a super planner, I actually found my apartment right next to the bus stop that would take me directly to my job. So I was literally going on a bus, getting back on the bus. Like I was me and the bus driver was cool. You was and you had, you had, a, you had adapted, man. You came from small town, <laughs> Illinois. You went to D.C., and for two years, then you went to L.A. on an internship where you was making peanuts. You did, yes, man. You, you man, I hustled. Yeah, you took it a I lot hustled. further than I did because, I mean, I didn't go past UT Martin. At first, hey. I got was a Michael Jordan camp. Hey, but what, <laughs> but what, but it's, but, but what, how big did you know the world to be, though? Were you exposed to nah, L.A. possibilities? It, no. Right. So, like, for me, it's like, it, even though I was getting paid peanuts, the experience and the skills that I learned there, I still carry with me to this day. I'll never forget. Sankara was my video manager. I was a video production intern, and he taught me all these cool video editing tricks that I still do, literally with this podcast sometimes to this day. And every now and then, like, I go check on, I'd be like, how he doing? He works for another company now, but he was so dope. So and I got to write my own film. Sorry, what? So I was going to say, you know, life lesson. That just goes to show you that money should not be your main motivator in things because all money ain't good money. And if money is your main motivator in whatever you're doing, if money is your main motivator, you need to reevaluate what you got going on because you, you need to be doing something that's that's worth more than just the money. Don't get me wrong. Everybody like having X amount of dollars in their pocket, X amount of dollars in their bank account, X amount of dollars in their 401ks and, you know, pension plans and all that stuff. That's great. But it should it's not your main motive. It shouldn't be your main motivator. Yeah, what Kanye was saying, money's not having, money's not everything, not having it is. So when you got the money, it's cool, but when you ain't got it, sometimes you got to find that balance. Yeah. And that's kind of, eh, I'm kind of past that now in life. But that's kind of how I looked at it back then. I'm like, 
okay, these the skills that I'm learning right now are going to pay off in yeah. the future. This is an investment in myself. So, you know, I can struggle. I can eat salads every day. I can walk everywhere, get the get all the fresh fruit groceries, um, <laughs> and be in my little one bedroom, my little piece of little apartment. And I, you know, it was very lonely. That's something that that's something that I uh I kind of wish that I would have had a little bit more experience in growing up in my college years. Is like what internships getting getting experiences. I mean, I, I've I had experiences that have helped stay with me and helped me through life, but and being exposed to bigger and better things. I guess mm-hmm. for for what I was doing, I was exposed to what I was supposed to be exposed to because I don't know. I just, I I always feel like I didn't have um, somebody that was pushing me and encouraging me the way that I tried to do you. Like in you, Mm -hmm. I always made a point to support you, be attentive to what you had going on and just not put any of my, if I had any fears, not project those fears on you. I always wanted to encourage you to, hey, you decide what you do with your life. You figure, don't worry about what I did. Even when we was talking about playing sports earlier, I know you heard, you know, you are Nelson, Nelson this, Nelson that. I never, I never tried to do that to you. I was like, never from you, which yeah, is the funny part. I was, Cause you're like, man, she ain't on his, and I'm like, I, I don't know why y'all asking him. I used to I'm always right tell people, no. I used to always tell people it's up to her. I'm not going to push her. But if, if she come to me and say, dad, I want to play, then I'm going to give her everything I got to give her in that particular sport. And mm-hmm. you know, neither one of you guys decided to play basketball, which I'm very fine with especially with you because you you know you decided to take your talents and do other things that's great Mari's she's gonna be doing the same thing hopefully um time's still out on her she's just a freshman so she she she's got time to place her own path yeah she is um and that can like switching back to my uh path uh, yeah let's let's rewind back to you sir uh I, where we at, UT Martin? Yeah, yeah, the UT Martin. You left to give Gator Joe some more PT. Yeah, got to Martin, you know, I uh, broke my, had a fracture in my ankle my first year, so I had to sit out. Really? Yeah, most, not most of the year, about the second part of the year. Uh, had a bout with some back spasms. Man, them things are worse, back spasms, yeah. Just really kind of like your thing with the headaches at the volleyball games. I would be in a game and just running down the court and then just fall in the middle of the floor from like debilitating pain. You can't can't do nothing. Can't even. Oh, it was the worst. But I had this trainer, Linda Barker. Shout out to Linda. She followed me on Facebook to this day. Hey, Linda. Linda was an amazing trainer. She boy, she used to take care of me. I she she took care of she me. Her and her get staff. this back massage, sure. Yeah, she used to take care of me. She was good at what she does. Uh, the one, let's see. I I ran into some guys that ended up, other guys that ended up going to the NBA outside of Tyrone. He was probably the first uh, that I played against that ended up going to the NBA, and that was in high school, like we talked about. When I got to college, 
they had this guy, Austin P had this guy, Charles Bubba Wells. Shout out to Bubba Wells. And it's a hell of a name. Hey, when I tell you that man could that man could do that thing on the court, that boy could shoot. I seen him do some of the craziest shit. Like we was playing them. We had this guard riding on. Shout out to Ghost. I'm about to put you on blast, man. But uh the Ghost was our point guard. Somehow or another he turned the ball over. Him and Charles, him and Bubba Wells was going down the court side by side. Charles had the ball. Charles got down there by his goal. He palmed the ball off the dribble. He put his hand on Ryan's head and went up and dunked that damn basketball. And Bubba Wells got a picture of this of him doing this dunk. I saw him. I ran into him at Red Lake a couple of years ago, and we reconnected up there. And he sent me this picture. I wish I had it right now. And I was like, oh, shit. That's it was humiliating. the craziest thing uh, we see. We it was crazy. He put his hand. He put his on hand on his head and and, and used him as a lift. Kind of like a lift. He didn't need to, but yeah, kind of. And plus, <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Ghost, but well, you know, I crazy thing happened today. Um, where was I at? I was after work. I was sitting in my truck. And I get a phone call. When I first got to Martin, they had a guy that was playing ball down there. His name was Dwayne Poupal. And Poupal was my first roommate at Martin. And I'm sitting in my truck today. And out the blue, I get a phone call. Poupal. I hadn't talked to Poo in like two years because I think it was like two or three years ago he got inducted into UT Martin's Hall of Fame because he was really good. Uh-huh. Like, he was a really good player. He played all four years there, and uh, he was a good player. And he called me today out the blue, man. We just talked. We talked about 20 minutes, and I hadn't seen Like I say, I hadn't seen him since he got inducted into the uh, UT Martin Hall of Fame a few years ago when we went down for homecoming. Him, uh, DeMarco, Will, and uh, Hemp, we all showed up and supported him. That was the last time we all were together down there and it was good seeing them guys uh but yeah i had a lot of good experiences at ut martin the one that stands out above them all i feel like i know what you're gonna say what am i gonna say is it involve your father no no that is not so i said stand out i didn't say the most embarrassing <laughs> okay since you brought it up we might as well talk about it so <laughs> Growing up, you know, we grew up Hebrew Israelites down on the farm. And when we started playing sports, going to games, you know, one of the things, we didn't eat pork, we didn't do holidays, all this stuff. And something else we didn't do. We didn't stand up for the national anthem. Hey, regardless of how you feel about it, we was Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. Uh. And we didn't do it. We always tried to be respectful about it. it Even though a lot of people look at it as being disrespectful, that was not the goal. It was just you mm-hmm. sit there quietly. I used to, personally, I used to pray. Kind of like my mood, Abdul Rauf, who's got a, um, he lost his, basically his whole career behind, you know, his stance on his beliefs versus, you know, standing up for the national anthem. So he was really Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. 
But anyway, it was a whole community of us that we didn't we didn't stay. And I'm not saying this to brag or none of that stuff. No, That's no. just the way we was raised. It wasn't out of disrespect. If we if my my grandfather, if he got word that you was talking or doing anything while that national anthem was playing, boy, you it was hell to pay. So that was something that we just did not do because it was disrespectful yeah. to be disruptive while it was going on. That's how we was raised. Right. Now, after my generation, there was some people, you know, they, they did things differently, but that's the way we was brought up. But anyway, I say that to say this. One of my, my first year at Martin, we go to play the University of Kentucky. Yes, Ooh. the UK Wildcats. I think it was the year. And y'all can guess the end of this game. <laughs> the year, We ain't gonna talk about the score. We ain't, we ain't not gonna talk, talk about, about that. That's not, that's not the point later, of the story, y'all. Where you can pull it back. We, we focusing. Anyway, my dad, who pushed the narrative as I'm growing up, we don't stand for the national, you, you don't do none of that. All right, dad, cool. I went to jail. Yeah. I said, uh, <laughs> go to the army. I'm a, we conscientious objective. We don't go to the military. We don't do this. We don't We do not do a bunch of shit, according to dad. We don't do nothing. Hell, let him tell us. We don't go to college. We don't do nothing. We don't do nothing. But that was him. Anyway, we get the, the University of Kentucky Wildcats, Rupp Arena, my, one of my very first college, Division One college basketball games. I'm nervous as a whole in church because I don't stand for the national anthem, but I'm cool because I got my parents right behind me. Who also ain't going to stand. And I know they ain't going to stand. So we talked it over with my coach. My coach understood. He was cool with it. We didn't make no waves. It was just, you know, BJ, y'all, that's what he do. Don't bother him. He ain't going to bother you. All right, coach. So I'm sitting there. The national anthem playing. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. I turn around to get some reassurance. I see my mother crying, sitting down. I see your mama sitting next to her. I see Skip sitting next to her. And who the hell standing up with his damn hat over his heart? My darling. <laughs> I'm like, what in the sound hell is going on? Like you talk about a whole hypocrite. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you do talk businessman. He came to the house and you sat in front of him and told him this shit. And now when God darn. When I tell you sit down, he said, not me. It was it was at that moment that my perspective for my daddy changed quite a bit and I started looking at him differently it was it was at that moment like things changed between him and I because I'm like how That's you got very me? defining moment my mother is over here That's crying she was crying she was crying because his ass was standing up like what are you doing like you have taught this boy this his whole his brothers you've had fits over this stuff their whole entire lives and now, this basketball oh, game. you in front of, I know what it was because I've experienced it. It's that heat. You when you wipe the pressure, the social pressure. It, it's just that heat. You feel a heat because something inside of you is like you should be standing up. 
And then that thing that you was raised on was telling you, no, nah, you sitting down. So it's the internal heat that goes on. I've experienced it many times. I have too. Yeah. That's crazy. It is um, like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when we, um, when we, uh, me and CJ, we went to a NASCAR race mm-hmm. and a NASCAR, you know, the audience, uh, they do national anthem at the beginning also. And before we went to the game, see, it was for his job. So his job was there. He, he was like, Hey, uh, you know, he was like, he was like, if they stand, can you stand? Like, can we stand? And I, he was like, cause I, the guys I work with, they served and I really respect, you know, what they, I was like, yeah, I stand with you. I said, I'm not putting my hand on my heart, but I stand. And so like, that's what I do now because it got to a point where, especially in Southern Illinois, you stand one too many times and you get in some eyes and just for the sake of no conflict I would stand and I would just have my hands behind my we used to actually we used to get on our knee like we would kneel not mm-hmm. one knee but like both knees hands behind our our hand our backs and we would just sit there um and because I remember a few times people would be like you didn't stand and I'm like first of all if you see me not stand your focus is on the wrong on the wrong thing <laughs> if you pay attention to me during that time you're yep. looking at the wrong thing Yep, and so that was kind of my thing. Like, I was like, somebody asked me one day, though. They were like, why don't you? And that was when I kind of shifted because I couldn't give them a reason. I was just like, well, that's just been what I've been raised to do. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it was like, that was kind of a moment where I was like, huh, I should probably start thinking for myself at some point. Like, because they probably have their reasons why they don't do it, but I don't share those same reasons at this very moment. And like I said, I don't put my hand on my heart, but if we are somewhere especially in these times now. You just got to be careful. You just got to be careful and looking out for it. And sometimes it's not worth trying to, not that we was doing it to make a statement, but it's not, it's, 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 a, it's not it's, worth it's it. It's scary. Because you, you know, scary. the time we went to see Mari perform at Shawnee College and me and your mama was sitting up, we made, we tried to sit opposite end of where the flag was at, in the corner, minding our own business. And they, oh yeah, yeah. And that man, they almost went to jail that night. Where your mama, she was gonna tear that man's boat out of his neck. There's a Facebook post too. Yeah, somewhere, mommy then took a picture of the man. And uh, yeah, he turned around, talking about at least you can do is clap. And I'm like, man, look, you just need to mind your business, go on about your business, because your attention does not need to be over here. And he, hey, that sounds he a slave master ish, sir. He get he 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 hurry up and shifted his focus real quick, like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was that was creepy. But and speaking on that, like, you know, we was raised the way we were raised, right, wrong. However, um, I I've always held that, you know, once a, a child gets a certain age, he or she should start you know, forging their own path. Yeah, what we teach you is the foundation, but when you get a certain age and you acquire more information, more knowledge, then you take that and you you decide for yourself how you're going to do it. I, I feel that way about religion, all that stuff, same thing. Like, Because, I, I, I mean, that's something that I didn't really focus on growing up was religion. We had that, used to go to Bible class and stuff. I can't sit here and tell you that I pay attention, that I focus. I know the difference between right and wrong, you know, I don't be out here trying to get over on people and just be lying, just be lying or no stuff like that. Now, am I perfect? No. But I don't just blatantly set out to be doing nobody wrong. 
And I think in your heart of hearts, people know that you just make a conscious decision to do crazy shit if you do do crazy shit. But yeah, on to the high, highlight of my experiences at UT Martin was probably when I got to go to the Michael Jordan camp and work the Michael Jordan camp. It doesn't seem how like did, a big thing. How did you get that? No, no, no. That's a big deal. So, you know, Coach, I'm at I'm at home uh, in May, like on a little break, summer break. Mm-hmm. And I get a call from Coach Bob Ward. Shout out, Coach Ward. Uh, hey, what are you doing? Nothing, Coach. You going to go work Michael Jordan camp? Are you talking to me? Like, at the time, like. <laughs> yeah. You, you know this to is B.J. Nelson, You right? know this is me, right? Like, and it's B.J. Nelson, Michael Jordan lover and supporter. He said, he said, I know it's you. He said, I'm, that's why I'm calling. I know you want to go. I said, yeah, I'm there. He said, yeah, we got a recruit up there. He said, he said, Ham's going to come meet you at your house. I'm like, Ham going too? So, yeah, I swear go oh, Hump, Dr. Hot Hemp Harper. Shout out to my man, Hemp. Yeah, he came up to Illinois. I think Coach brought him to the house. And then Fari, of all people, drove me and him to Chicago, to Elmhurst College. And we spent five days working Michael Jordan camp. Like, and Michael Jordan was there every day, and we got to do some kind of interaction. I'm talking about personal. I ain't talking about him talking to the crowd. I'm talking about me and him. Hemp, me, him, and him. We giving each other shit every day at a camp. Like, I have been punched. Did he, did he bet you for any money? Did he send nah. any bets? I have been punched by Michael Jordan in the ribs. That's like a, a real Michael Jordan. You better hope I don't ever see you because we gonna have to throw some hands. Hey, no, you got to throw no hands. I was excited when when that man punched okay. me. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. I I was holding hey. like gonna punch. Hey, that's exactly how it was. I was holding. Look, look, you went to school the next year. Oh, my ribs hurt because I got punched by Michael Jordan. You got you, you to gotta take it one step too far. No, cause you know, Just like somebody know. else I know. They get a little accomplishment. Not little. They get they, a fun moment. And then they, you know, you know, it hurt right here because I got punched by Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, but that's a cool experience. I mean, even I, you know, the six degrees of separation, even I. Worked his Nike event in Charlotte, yeah, and uh, sure I got did. to see him. I didn't get to really talk to him, but got to wear his newer shoes for free. Got to keep them. Got to do a lot of community service, kind of back to what I was saying, um, for the kids during a uh, NBA All-Star weekend when it was in Charlotte. So that was, I mean, he, like I said, I was in the same room with him, and it was just cool to be in his presence. Yeah. That it, was- I tell you what, it was uh, some of the, craziest stuff i've seen from some from some adults like the kids were cool you know kids they get excited it's michael jordan but that one day uh they had invited the parents of all the little kids that came to the camp in and michael did a talk and after the talk all the uh camp counselors was which were the college basketball players we 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 provided jordan bodyguard service to get out the gym through the sea of parents to his Range Rover that was sitting outside. Man, when I tell you these people, some of those people was just wanting to touch this man. Then you had the opportunists. They had business cards they trying to slip him. Okay. 
And then you had the little grandmas out there. They just, it's Michael Jordan. You like he? Anybody trying to sign his basketball? Can you sign it? He had a he had a whole autograph session. So all that stuff was passed. This was just escorting him through that suit sea of people to, out to his car so he could go play golf. And we was we was working our way through the crowd. And this little old lady, that lady had to be about eighty years old. She was in the middle of all them people. She just wanted to touch Michael. And he, he, uh, she touched him because he kind of grabbed her in front of us. He, like, he kind of pushed it. He said, all right, old lady, kid, get on out the way. And we eased him all through there. When we got him outside, I was like, I said, I said, Mr. Jordan, I said, you think I could be part of your security detail? <laughs> I was trying to get a job. He was like, he said, man, he said, you couldn't handle it. He said, you see that right there? He said, that wasn't nothing. Places I go. It'd be a madhouse. He said, this shit'll scare you to death. I said, well, you're probably right, because I'll be ready to shoot somebody if they get out of control. Yeah, but you yeah. Take Jordan. Yeah, that was my, that was my, um, probably highlight. Well, I guess getting my degree was pretty cool, too, because at the end of the day, I did get free education. I did get my. So you did? You completed your goal. what you get your degree in? What the audience wants to know. They don't care, but I got it in uh, psychology with a minor in business. I feel like that said that you. <laughs> what's me? Psychology with a minor in business. You know what's like you. You have a very uh, psychological uh, insight on things sometimes, especially now that you're in therapy and uh, the business aspect. You know that runs through our blood, so it's really cool that you. Like, I didn't know you minored in business, but I knew you majored in psychology. Yeah. Um, that was, did you have any plans for that? Or you was just like, I'm just here. Absolutely not. I just wanted to get, make sure I got some sheepskin. That was the goal. Uh, you could have messed around and been a, a journalism student. You know, they say communication, one of the easiest majors. That's what they, they said that about psychology. But when I got to that damn statistics class, I was like, y'all lied. Statistics to anybody is a hot mess. Man, that was whole adventure right there me and that professor almost got into a squabble because he did some he did some Racist. discriminatory stuff one day mm -hmm. let me tell you about it real quick what his name dr david what his name? i ain't gonna say his name but let me go that joke send him some glitter i had, send him a glitter bomb nah he, he, i don't know if the, he was old then so he's he still with us i don't know i have no idea that's been all right well, I won't speak ill on the possible dead, but uh, he know what he did. Shout out to David Gibson. He was, he was, he ended up being a pretty cool professor, but he did do some discriminatory stuff towards me. I felt that you know I couldn't do nothing about. It was tough. I just had to take the class over. <laughs> it was tough. I feel like you told me that story before. I probably I did. I think you did. Yeah, it was about a calculator. Yes. Yeah, that I had misplaced my calculator, which was irresponsible, no doubt, no, no doubt. He had a policy. If you misplace your calculator, you don't come to class with the calculator for the midterm. I ain't giving you a calculator. You just, you just basically gonna flunk the midterm. Mm -hmm. So I, and I did that. I didn't misplace it. I had let somebody use it and I forgot to get it the day of the exam. And uh, it, I paid for it. I own my stuff. I own my shit. I paid for it. So when I took the class again, he had the same policy. But 
this little girl who was not of I don't that don't black this skin. little girl she was not a black skin walked up to him with tears in her eyes talking about how she forgot her calculator and he went in his desk while looking at me oh while looking at me yeah, I gotta play devil's advocate here once you finish while looking at me and gave her a calculator to use during the midterm. And I was like, you motherfucker. No, I said, you motherfucker like that. You mouthed it to him. I mouthed it to him. You motherfucker like that. And he what knew was, exactly what, was, what the hell okay. I was talking about. What was the look that he gave you? Was it, what you mean the look? see me? He had okay. one look. look. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here because... It's just how people be. What if he was like had a thing for the girl? He might have. Yeah, he was. That's and he was question. looking at you because he like he like. Oh, I'm about to get this to her, but he know I don't do this, so he gonna see me a different way. Oh, I don't know. Let me look at BJ. Hopefully, he don't see me looking at him. That ain't my concern. All I know. And then you said you. And he said, "Oh, he knows that I'm dating a girl. <laughs> oh, it's over. I don't I know. Tell my wife. I don't know about none of that." All I know is he gave her a calculator during that midterm and he wouldn't give me one during my the previous time I took that class. But that's neither here. I, I passed the class with them. I guess I if I would have put a little more effort toward the class the first time, I probably wouldn't even have to go through all that because yeah. I was fucking off the first time. I ain't gonna lie. But the second time I locked in and ended up getting an A out of the class. So Come on, A. Eh? Yeah. Uh, but first, she don't succeed. Just part of my life experience. Anywho, you got anything else you want to talk? Finish yes, I up? did want to do. So I did want to kind of since we're on the topic of sports, I did want to just shout out. We've been talking a lot of local, you know, references lately. I really just wanted to shout out. Uh, Ro, is it Roderick or Roderick Gatewood Jr. Roderick, the basketball player. Roderick, at Meridian for hitting that shot last night. Meridian. I mean, he's just in general, just watching like his updates from afar. Like, I'm just amazed by the kid. And I saw the video <clears throat> this morning, and I was like, "That was pretty." You dope. got triple team and still made the three to win the game. That was an like, amazing that. shot. They played he broken all. He broke the record, like Meridian's all-time scoring record. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, he. When you know who's on that record, that's amazing. He uh. He's he's pretty special. I I'm not yeah. seeing him places. I think I seen him. I seen. I know I saw him play in junior high, but I'm not attended many games. I know they won last night on that last second shot, and that was in the yeah. sectional. And they as a this taping, they played Friday night, which is tomorrow night, in the super sectional, and uh, people are are buzz about uh, Meridian possibly going to state again. I know the last time they went to state. My nephews, your cousins, Tyrone Nesby Jr. and Byron Nesby, along with the coach who's coaching them now, David Davis. David Davis, shout and, out to uh, David. What's my man, the other little good dude named Grinch, them son? DJ. DJ, DJ. They uh they took that team and got second in state. I remember Darren Griffin was, was the coach. Was team. Yeah, we followed them team. extensively that year. That's when we. That's when I skipped school. I was so excited to skip school yeah, we to go uh, Peoria, see them play. Watching them play in the state tournament. So good shot. Uh, good luck to the Bobcats, man. Hopefully, anytime any team from our area, 
you know, makes it to that level. We get excited for them, even though we may, yes. we, we not Bobcats at heart, but we, we try to support those that uh, are around us that are being successful. So shout out. Yeah, to and one thing about Southern Illinois now, they're going to come together for Southern Illinois. We might bump heads town to town, county to county, but you you, you go up past what, uh, Anna and, I mean, Anna and below. I don't know about Anna. I'm going to say Dongola and below. You got, some, you, got some, you got some supporters in Anna, too. They have progressed a little. I'll give them that. But they still stand by that acronym. But uh, anyway, they are very supportive. <laughs> you going to get us canceled by something. <laughs> that, if they mad, it's because it's true. It's in I mean, the history book. It's a sun, we'll it's a, it one day. A sun downtown. I ain't no doubt They don't about used to. It still is. It's still marked as a sundown. Oh, I always shop in and after the sun go down. What are you talking about? Well, that's because you was an acceptable one. You <laughs> announced it. Stop it. On that note, though, I think this is good at a point. <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for listening to Daddy Daughter Dishes. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what we want you to do. Go on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and leave us a little leave us a little review as to why you like it. Don't just hit the five stars. Leave a little comment. You could just say, you know, shout out to 3D, and we'll appreciate it. And we might read it on the show. That's right. And if you, yep. And if you want to share anything relative to the show or you want to give a shout out to anybody who might have a certain impact on your life that you think about when you listen to the show, send us an email at daddydaughterdishes at gmail.com. Let us know and we might read it on here as well. That's right. If you would like to enjoy us physically, like see our faces, um, you could go on youtube.com slash daddydaughterdishes and we will pop up. You can see our cool faces. Cause we look good. We sound good, but we look even better. Uh, and yeah, if you guys listen to us on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast and, uh, that you got any final words before I deliver. Uh, I just want to, you know, just do what we always try to do on every episode is just thank each and every one of you guys, whoever's listening, whoever's watching, you know, thanks for giving, supporting us, giving us thumbs up, you know, we are very appreciative. We 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 really enjoy doing this podcast, and uh, we just appreciate the support, man. I hope y'all continue to tune in because we're gonna continue to do it. Absolutely, you you better hop on because we're bust going with or without you. So get on in and click five stars when you do. <laughs> That's right. So, Dad, what's up? What I have for you today. You got a dad joke? I did. I want to hear you. Okay, here we go. Last week, last last episode was good. Uh, whoa, wait, pause. Okay, so uh, I guess I should say special announcement. That's a question of We are going to move to weekly episodes. Uh oh. Uh, 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 the uh, uh, Dishes Studio. I'm so we glad to hear that because uh, this two week shit weekly. is driving me crazy. Yes, I just had to get you know I, I just had to get my personal bearings good, but now I'm good. I got people on my ass talking about, hey man, when the next episode dropping? We getting uh, text messages, man, threatening messages. Yeah, hassling me. Yeah, I'm glad you sent it though. <laughs> no, I was cracking up. I said, he said, Miss Lyle, he's got to put some respect on your name. I 
that's a lot of talking from two people who don't do no editing. <laughs> and what I'll say, I asked I to take the editing course. I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I but yeah, that's good. That's a, we got that's two good. conditions that we're going to need to talk about behind the scene, though, because I have requests, which you kind of probably already know about. But anyways, go wrap this up. Uh, but I have something for you today. What you got? I have a dad joke. Let's go. Okay. Where do rainbows go when they are bad? Where do rainbows go when they are bad? Where do rainbows go when they are bad? Prism, but it's a light sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Prism. But it's a light it's, sentence. But it's a light sentence. What's that, like a double entendre? Oh, my God. We'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next next time on Daddy Daughter Dishes 3D, baby. Woo-hoo.